Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It is your main man, Rico Rocks. Yes, folks. It is your main man, Rico Rock, coming at you live. Happy Easter, everybody. This is an Easter episode. This is the Rico Rock Social Suicide Easter 2021 extravaganza. You came to the right place, folks. I have not much prepared for everyone tonight. It's just going to be a chill little conversation. I broadcast on all major holidays it is just something i do it's part of the job for the rico rock social suicide podcast so i have not done a actual new show since my update episode which was how long say about a week ago i was letting everyone know and i've gotten a nice amount of views on that so thank you everybody for watching this is rico rocks if anybody doesn't know who i am i am a young contemporary mystic and i've been on this podcast training six months it started i've changed a lot in six months i started off this whole journey social suicide i was i wrote up the very first description for this show as my life is a wreck right now and this is just documenting it and i would like to have thought that six months later i would have my shit together Still in shambles, baby. As it were, folks, I'm still not out of the woods. And anyone who knows me knows that my processes are heavy and my heart is pure gold. But this mind I have is so fucking chilled one. I was just thinking of Kanye West. I feel like Kanye West back in 2006. I do all the time. And the reason I say Kanye West is when he said, I'm a problem that'll never be solved. Oh, man. That song is amazing. Or is it amazing? I think it's amazing. Amazing. Or is it amazing? I'm amazing. I'm amazing. I'm the ev- I'm the reason everybody showed up this evening. I'm amazing. It's amazing. Da 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 da. As it were. And so this is the last man. You know, you don't know who I am. I am a man who's a, I'm a philosopher, a contemporary philosopher, a mystic. Goth boy, click to my lungs collapse. But yes, folks, happy Easter. This is just Rick of Ross coming on. I'm going to do about an hour here for you. So let's get it popping. Welcome, baby. I'm going to go ahead and slide on some background music for us right yonder. Over yonder on the back, on the tidbit. So hold your horse, don't go nowhere. Baby, because it's Rick of Ross. Welcome to some suicide. I'm just gathering my thoughts. I'm going to figure out what we're going to talk about it. I don't really want to talk about Easter team much Because bloody hell, bloody hell My cap says, bloody hell mate, old fish and chips, fish and chips That's my personal cap, so I mean that 
before we get too far wrapped up into all this, make sure if Folks, please download the Podbean app and follow your boy Rico Rocks. You may email me for any inquiry or such the like. RicoRocks221 at gmail.com. I am all over. I am on, you name it, Stitcher. Fucking all of them. Every fucking podcast. Pandora Radio. We're on iHeartRadio. All of them. So many Spotify, baby. Holler at me. Do not miss out. Rico rocks, baby. Because if the last six months have taught me anything, I'm durable. Because I'm still fucking amazing. After six months of consuming poison. But see, that's the trick. On my beautiful Easter Ant weekend. Well, let's just go off into that concept then. Very good. But please follow as we get into this topic. Placebo and nocebos. Everyone's familiar. Placebo effect. Something we we perceive as going to benefit us. So it does. And then nocebo in retrospect. Due to the vice versa. So, when I just said in the loud, after six months of poison, now that is the key, because I didn't see it as poison, although I didn't see it as, I see it as a bit of both, I have a, we decide what is what really, we decide if that's gonna hurt, if that's gonna feel good, if that's gonna feel bad, Truly, if that's going to hurt so much, to be free of mind lets you be the more orchestrator of that process versus the person just dealing with it. I do so, I do a lifestyle I live. It's very extreme, as everyone knows. Anyone who knows me, and it doesn't affect me in the same way as a lot of people, I would say. I was just thinking about this. They were talking about schizophrenia. I was listening to some podcasts last night. They were talking about schizophrenia and stuff like that. And what they were saying is there's this... I'm pretty sure it was on Joe Rogan's podcast. They were saying how... There's this one condition. And I know it's just rare. It's more rare than not to first to happen. It's not like everybody who deals with schizophrenia people... So I'm definitely under that category. But at the same time, folks, I was homeless for three months last year in Sacramento, California. I drove there in a U-Haul, and that's just where I got repoed at because I had I already paid for the offer one day, but then I took it for longer than that. And I never been to San Francisco or Sacramento, rather. I have been to San Francisco. I lived in the Bay. I lived in the Bay Area. It was a beautiful area. I loved it. So I ended up driving to Sacramento. Got 
repo there started the journey and i was i was kind of excited for it i was like a boy with his stuff versus the world let's see what, what goes on with it as it were i ended up going so started off my homeless journey in was it downtown it was not downtown sacramento but it wasn't very far if anybody's familiar it was 34th and broadway is where i stayed a month on that street and my first month out of three and i it was i dropped myself off or i landed if you will for lack of a better term in a very heavy schizophrenic area I agree, folks. I agree. Uh oh, uh oh, boo. But let's not fret, folks. It all turned out very well. I wonder if I should tell a story. Should that's what this episode be about? The story of how huh. could I could do an homage to Jesus for that? We'll see. Let me get this first part done with. So there's this one on podcast last night. They were talking about how there's this condition. I don't recall that my recollection slips me at the moment, as it were. The condition is people, some people that hang around schizophrenic people for long enough, conduct or acquire or beget schizophrenia as well it is a condition a mental condition apparently where the example they use is if let's say you had a schizophrenic family member and you went and visited the mental place they're at and you would go visit and just talk with them and conversate with them and if you did it long enough boom next thing you know you'd be having a nurse ask you like hey are you all right you're talking crazy Once again, uh-oh, uh-oh, boo is right, folks. Because, you know how heartbreaking that would be? That'd be some heartbreaking shit. Really would. No offense to anybody with schizophrenia. Because I'm well on my way there. Just kidding. I try to keep negative thoughts out of it. I, I have a habit of keeping negative thoughts like that out of my head, although they do slip in. Folks, I wonder, they say drugs cause schizophrenia. That's what I was thinking. I thought it was drugs that cause schizophrenia, but what I guess it is, well, I don't know for a fact. I'm not a doctor or anything, but they're saying it's trauma. Not, in fact, drugs, but instead trauma, some sort of trauma. Which maybe just is associated a lot with the drugs. But you never can be that shit. So, I would I could have never been surprised. I would have not been surprised. I knew I might not have left Sacramento in one piece. Because I had drugs when I became homeless as well. I had a lot of drugs on me. And I know that a lot of people are like, 
of. But at the same time, everybody's journey is different, folks. And I'm a psychonautic, schizophrenic. No, I'm not schizophrenic. More sociocotic, as I always like to say. But the reason I bring all that up is because I did not get schizophrenia. And everything, most things that people do, which then lead to schizophrenia very shortly after, I've never done. And I think this is a powerful point to bring up, folks, because it's it's a it's a controlled thing. I'm not saying it's completely controlled. I am. I'm. There's me with a force in the universe somehow. But the thought processes do help, folks. So that is what Rico Rocks, for anyone who doesn't know who Rico Rocks is, I'm a process master. And I did not say this to get ridiculed by you, or to be compared, or to be dismissed. I say process master as in a calculation. So you may calculate that into your narrative. Do not think that because you do not acquire or you do not chase after certain things that nobody does, okay? And I, I will show you the same respect. It goes both ways. There's a path for everyone. Do not be so quick to doubt. It's quick to ridicule what you do not understand. I got dropped off, landed, for lack of a better term, Sacramento, schizophrenic area. It was really upsetting. It was so upsetting at first. Uh-oh. But, looking back on it, it ended up being not as bad. I, I, it could have been so much worse, I know. It definitely made you wonder, though. I was really wondering if I was going to end up like that. I was like, am I going to be a schizophrenic? Am I going to be screaming at night? Ah, you crashed a car when there's no fucking car at all. Ah. Oh, what up, Libra? You caught me in the middle of ranting about schizophrenia. I am actually recording a live episode right now. This is going to be put up right after. This is my Easter episode, so happy Easter, Light Bright. If anybody doesn't know who Light Bright is, she's the lightest of the brightest. Happy Easter to you. So I was basically describing how I'm a, I'm a young man who anyone who doesn't know me that the first thing I was going to write about is this whole idea that I was around a lot of schizophrenic people. And I do a lot of things which some people would say lead to schizophrenia, but I don't have schizophrenia. And either some really good genetics which i doubt because i was a preemie and and multiple other things might come from a, my genetics is very bad in that sense and my family died my father's side die very young and my mother's side they get all very sick and i get none of that so then i was giving pre credence to mental processes because that is what I really focus on. And I said a lot of my time doing is my mental processes. 
So when I was in Sacramento and I was around these schizophrenic people, I was really wondering just how that condition where if you are around schizophrenic people, you get it. That kind of passed through my mind a bit. Light brushes. Also, I've been around many schizophrenic people. My aunt is paranoid schizophrenic. Yes, I have actually self-proclaimed paranoid schizophrenia, but I was lightheartedly saying that because if I ever did deteriorate into the, to a more schizophrenic state, that's where I would be. Because I'm very paranoid of a human, but I'm very controlled to whereas it does not affect me in a public sense. But it is there. I never heard of Light Brighton chat says, My sister in law has schizoaffective disorder. Well, needless to say, I'll just quickly mention a couple of the times. So there's there's a few people in this area of this block that I got dropped off in Sacramento that had schizophrenia. And the thing about schizophrenic people, it always catches you off guard a little bit because they, they're addressing you and, and they're not saying always, but in a, most of the instances I could tell, they come and start talking to you like, hey, how are you? Da, 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 da. And then it slips. Something happens a couple sentences in where they all of a sudden put you in a different role where you're not, they're addressing you as in like, hey, you remember that one time? Or why'd you do that? Why, why were you doing that? Can you stop? That's not nice of you. And you're just like, pardon me? I didn't do shit. Fuck off. And then they're like, no, stop denying it. And, you, and they're sitting there talking to you like you're somebody else. Now, when I started getting addressed, uh, approached by these people, and, and I, was a, I was homeless, and I was already kind of in a sensitive place mentally, if you could say. I was out of my element, and then I was dropped off into this schizophrenic area of homeless people. I was like, I was getting very upset because I don't like when people would put me in situations I'm not in. Like that, like, oh, you did that, or oh, why did you? I get very offended. Like, that wasn't me. Like, fuck off. And as soon as they would address me schizophrenic, I would be like, what the fuck? I'd get so mad at them. And I was thinking, like, that's just going to drive me crazy, probably. Or, I didn't know, but I, it was worrying me a little bit. I was like, because it was, it, it would, it, I was already, I would go. When I started a conversation with them, I was wanting warmth. I wanted someone to talk to. I just wanted, I was just got dropped off on this, blah, blah, blah. I was very, very emotional. Didn't have money. I was just like, my life fucking sucks, but it's okay at the same time. So it's like when when I was about to talk to them, I was like, oh, maybe we're about to really talk. We're going to have some laughs. Next thing you know, a minute in, fucking get the fuck away from me. Fucking shit. So I, I was very, it was very upsetting, needless to say, because I would not only did I not get a good conversation, but, um, it was like, uh, it was frustrating because it's like, I would go days without a good conversation. And I still, here I sit, Rico Rock, baby. Fine, great. Mentally progressing daily. Although, so I want, I want, I just want to note that there's something there that, although it is possible to give your mind deteriorate, there's also, there has to be a reason that some people don't. There has to be a, there's, a, and I know there is. So, make sure to not sleep on your role in your mind. 
Do not let the world tell you you're crazy. Do not let it slip, even though you want to sometimes. Understand that your mind is, is the true, true decider. It's up to you to unlock the key. Do not give the key to the weakness. Your mind is the skeleton key of reality. So let me mention something else. Let me see here because then I said I was going to talk about that. Lightbright, what's up, darling? Yes, I'm just here on this beautiful Easter episode tonight. So I wanted to talk about that, just get into that. And, oh, I recall, I was thinking of talking about the moment that it all changed. The moment that put me on a path. I wouldn't say. Yeah, I would say. I would say. It put me on a path to out leaving homelessness. The, this one moment that is quite profound and the reason i was thinking of talking about it is because it would be almost an homage to jesus to jesus christ and since easter i'm not saying easter is only about jesus christ because we all know anybody with a bit of scholastic would know that there's many symbol symbolic things about easter there's many there's many odes to different gods and different religions and different eras of the world Easter, like Easter, there is a, I think that's a sun god, Esther, something like that, some kind of thing, I, I, I didn't do research for this episode or anything, I just, it's something I haven't done research in, I know quite some time, but I've known for a fact, I think, if I'm not mistaken, it's a fertility festival, if I'm not mistaken, it's a, it's all that has to do with the fertility festival, or fertility ritual, or a fertility holiday, a pagan thing, but as of course the Jesus, the Christian religions do, they have a lot of the same days with pagan, like Christmas and all this. But my father and a lot of people I know are Christian people. So they, just as in just being nice to the people you love, even though you disagree with them wholeheartedly, you can do that. You don't have to be an asshole. And so I don't have to be an asshole and just declaim de- de- Jesus Christ just because I have to. So I could be nice about it. I could be like, even though I think that there's questionable reasons there, if you have faith, I respect that and I have you and my father. So I'm going to, I don't, I, I can show respect to Jesus. Although I just want to make clear, I don't have to. Hello, hello. Hello, bruv. Hello in the chat now, so we've got Hello Lightbright, Enrico Rocks, no, Christian, my mother's claims Catholic, my father's died a Christian, Christian though, I'm talking my father is a Bible thumper, he's a zealot, he does church stuff, and he's a very, very God-free man, and, and I'm his son, and I sit here there, talk ranting at him, and at the end of the day, he'll, I'll sit there and completely destroy Christianity as any truth, and then he'll be like, Still love Jesus. Like, I could, after listening to me rant for hours, like, even I'm just sitting there shaking and trembling off the things I said, and he's unshakable. So it's like he's just an old little Mexican dude. Love the old man. Hey, Father. Love you. Well, listen, for that, I, because the reason the story of me in, in Sacramento, there's this one day, one event that happened, and it's the person, this person that I, this happened with is a Christian as well. So I could tell that story, which I think I've decided I will go ahead because this is one of the most fucking monumental days of a young boy's life, honestly. 
he's unshakable because man he's so far involved he's he told me he's just like i'm too far in i'm in too deep because i'm in too deep he's like i'm in too deep son i've been a christian since i was a little boy and i cannot change now i love jesus yes jesus and then i'm like wonderful but I told him, I should have told him we're not gonna be, we're not going to the same place after we die. Uh, and it, we both kind of gave each other solemn disappointment, but we understand we're going, we're not going to the same place, even though he's like, I know one day I hope you can change your mind. And I told him it's possible, but I fucking doubt it. So I was there, I was, so this, this is the day, let me tell everybody, so prefaces, this is the day that changed everything as a guy in Sacramento for me I was two months into being homeless and I was bunkered in I was ready to be homeless for the next maybe rest of my life not maybe but you never know like there was no clear path I was no cell phone no money but I had settled into a community I was I was definitely going it was just a day in the life of a homeless young free lad I had no family in Sacramento no phone like I said business just shut down so there was no you can even charge your phone if I had one and I was bunkered in, baby. I, I had figured out how to make a little money. I was I would go get cans, and and I would go dig through the dumpsters and stuff and find goods and sell them, which I still do pretty much. Not cans anymore, but I still go find stuff. It's a lot of money there. So much fucking money. And I found a fucking I found two bags, two women's purses over a thousand dollars. In LA so far, I've sold one of them on Poshmark for 150 bucks already. So money comes for the hustlers, baby. And so I figured how to how to do this. Yes, dumpster diving is actually quite therapeutic. I agree. I just actually hit a really big haul a couple of days ago. Really nice. I found probably a few hundred dollars worth of shit, and it's all really good stuff. And so. I was, this day, this particular day, so picture this with me, light bright, this is fucking, like, I've told this story one other time, so you're about to be the second time I've ever heard this, it's fucking crazy, it is fucking nuts, folks, get ready, and like I said, please, follow, hit that follow button, anybody who is listening to this, enjoying this, hit that follow, I'm on podbean.com, that's my main platform, this is Rico Rockstar Suicide Podcast, thank you for listening, so, it was trash day in my closest neighborhood where I had lived in this homeless community. I had my tent there with my tent mate, Jamie. And I was quite good at this dumpster diving thing where there were some people who, I was like the Michael Jordan of dumpster diving and can collecting. I would leave and I would come back five hours later with a cart, a shopping cart full. I'm talking full of cans and goods. And under uh, the undercarriage, foo, and just, just, just some, one time I was carrying a cart and then I dragged in a wagon, one of those wagons that kids get in, just filled, just like train, like a fucking train of goods and electronics and cans. So it was this one of these days, but I used to walk with the, with the cart, but then there was a couple times where I would take a bike, stuff like that. But then one time I had a bike and a cart. Well, there was this one day in particular, this day I speak of, this night in question. So it's like I would go around three in the morning. Then I would come, I would arrive back home at the tent back around like seven, eight. 
right when the neighborhood of the world starts really bustling because in the, i would i would be doing the meat of my digging three four five six where like boom 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 like i'm nuts i'm sitting there digging through the entire neighborhood shit fucking making noise running walking up and down the street and i know no one's gonna fuck with me too much as it were so this was a beautiful night i was fucking cans full bloop 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 bam 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 and this night i found a fucking crossbow a legit crossbow it was in a bag it was in a bin so there was a bin and there was just a bag a black bag and i pulled out the black bag and it was all it was was a crossbow inside a black bag a grocery or not a grocery bag a like trash bag a big black trash bag but with nothing in it but a crossbow a fully functional professional crossbow with a red dot yes a battery powered red dot scope that shit is fucking crazy it was so awesome just to pull back the wire the i don't know the technical term but that one thing that you pull back and it's the thing that whips forward and releases the bow that thing it actually you couldn't even pull it back to, to its mechanism with one arm it was that hard like it was so strong you have to pull it with two hands and it would lock and welcome back up so yeah that thing was pretty crazy i was like holy shit i sold that instantly i could have got probably a few hundred bucks or maybe at least a couple for a fully functional crossbow i sold it for 20 bucks as soon as i got back i knew very cheap very cheap but i was a homeless drug addict so 20 bucks that was that was a party in a can right there party for a day and i didn't pay for that crossbow Although, a lot of people were like, Rico, I thought you were going to sell that to me. It's like, man, fuck you. Whoever came with the money first, baby. I was very abundant mindset, and I still am. I know there's more where that came from, so it's not like, oh. Welcome, hobo chilling. So this morning in particular, I find the crossbow, I find the cans, and I'm done for the morning. It was a long morning, folks. Six, seven in the morning. It's not sun up, but the day had broke. Happy Easter, everyone, by the way. This is an Easter episode. I'm about to tell a story in homage to Jesus because this person, you're going to hear that this story, it almost is a bit as if God was working in my favor. And I do think God was, but this is a very interesting story, folks, and this is 100% real. And I have witnesses. I, I, will, I, will, I will call that lady and bring her on. I don't give a fuck because I'm sure she would not mind doing a testimony for me. What the fuck was her name? I need to know her name. That'd be an asshole if I forgot her name right now. There's no way I forgot her name. What the fuck is it? Well, folks, that's not important. So here I am. I'm done. I just finished this morning collecting cans. I found the crossbow. I'm dragging back a cart and my bicycle to my tent. And I'm ecstatic. I got a crossbow I'm about to go show off. I got all these cans I'm about to go trade in for like 50 bucks. It's a lot of cans, folks. And I had went down this one street when it was still dark here on three in the morning. I had already hit this one street, the one of the first streets I hit that day. I happened to have walked down it heading back home because it was the first one of the first days I hit this neighborhood. And I was trying to figure out how to get the fuck back to that where I knew I was in Sacramento. And I had started walking down the street, and but it was night when I first did it, and now it's daybreak. And I didn't recognize it at first, and as I was walking, I was like, oh, I already walked down this street. 
So I was going to turn around. Now, this is where the story really starts, folks. So really, I need to get a focus right here. No, no, with me. So picture me this. I start walking down this one street. And so picture this. Me walking street, and, and I'm in the middle of the street with all these cans in the car. I As I'm doing this, I'm walking by this one house on the corner. I'm walking, 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 and here's this house in the corner, and I'm like, oh, I already hit this street. Let me turn around. So I'm doing almost like a, essentially a big U, U-turn because I have, I'm dragging a car and a bicycle, so it's almost like a trailer and a cab. Like, I have to turn around. I can't just, like, bloop. I have to, like, kind of do a big whip around, like, and the house in the corner had dogs. Now, everybody who's seen the movie Next Friday, including Ice Cube and I don't know the other guy's name. But Ice Cube for sure. Oh yes, Omar Epps. Yeah, my Ice Cube and Omar Epps. How can I forget Omar Epps? Pretty sure that's his name. Yeah, he's really great. Mike Epps. Mike Epps. Thank you. Light bright and chat. Light bright and chat is number one, baby. I got the last name, but that's all I needed. I can light bright. Piece it together for us. Damn. You must tell me about that one of these days. But let me get this stuff. She said she met him before. My so the, anyone who's seen the movie next Friday with Mike Epps and Ice Cube knows that dog that the essays had that that was they fed baloney. That exact same dog, the same breed, Chico. Yeah, that exact 100% same, identical. Was one of the dogs that was in his yard barking at me as I'm walking by. Yeah, I was just like, damn, that looks just like the dog. I thought it was so funny. Identical. And so now this folks is where life is interesting. Life is a trippity trip. So fuck with this. So if I would have ignored those dogs, this would have not happened. Because the lady who lived with at that house, who owns those dogs, told me that, oh, I was about to not talk to you. Because she's like, I wanted to say something as you were walking by. But I wasn't gonna. I wasn't gonna. But then this happened, folks. This is how fucking everything is. Everything you ever do. Every breath matters. Because this is what happened. Me being the kind of guy I am, I talk to dogs. And even when they're mean to me, even if they're assholes and they're barking at me, I always go, Oh, you're a good boy. Oh, who's a good boy? Even if they're being pieces of shit. Like, that's just my way of even being an obnoxious asshole to them. Like, oh, yeah, I know you don't like me, but I still think you're so cute. And, like, that's just what I do, baby. And me doing that, that instead of just walking by, because if I would have walked by now, folks, life would have been way different. But when I acknowledged those dogs, when I did not have to, that is no one told me to. It's just the one of my quirks. That's why I say just be your fucking self, even all your quirky self, because, folks, it's important. When I stopped and I just <laughs> to the little dogs. That pause gave her the decision to say something and she said are you rico can you believe that 10 9 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 1 she said are you rico folks i was in the middle of somewhere i've never been with, I don't know anybody in Sacramento. It's 7 in the morning. 
walking back to my tent. And this random woman says, are you Nico? Who the fuck are you? I don't know you. But I had a very good cohort of mine that I ended up, we were like brothers while I was homeless. His name was also Rico. And that's who I thought she was talking about. My buddy, Rico. And this guy is a fucking G, bro. This guy was one of the best people I ever met in my life. One of my niggas, dog. Like, me and this guy, he was, I was, like, we were a tag team. Fucking, me and him actually fucked his sister together in Sacramento. Long story there, but it was my buddy, Rico. So we were two Ricos. And so I thought this lady was saying that because there was always everybody looking for Rico, looking, tripping, like, ah, there's no way she obviously doesn't know me because I don't know anybody in Sacramento. So I assumed she was talking about that Rico, which is still pretty interesting that she would still stop and say that to me because I was in a nice neighborhood, neighborhood of Sacramento. Even though I was homeless, I would go picking in the nice neighborhood. So I was, hey, there was no way I thought she was talking about me for real. Because how the fuck would she know me, a random homeless guy that doesn't know nobody out here? But folks, the plot thickens. And this all stemmed from me walking. I said, like, I walked down that street and I could have walked and no. But I was like, oh, no, let me do a U-turn. And so that helped me. But then even then, it still wasn't enough. But then me stopping to say something to the dog, that's what did it. That's what said, I think that's him. I think that's Rico. And I'm about to tell you how she recognized me, but I was like, oh, she must have been to, I'm like, oh, no, that's not me. Said, you're talking about the other Rico. She's like, no, I don't know any other Rico. I, 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 are you Rico Rodriguez? I'm like, wait a sec. And when she said that, my whole world came crashing. <laughs> Fuck, my phone is at 5%. My whole world came crashing down, folks, because how did this lady recognize me at 7 in the morning when I had just picked my little heart out? I'm exhausted. I'm dragging back a crossbow. How the fuck do you know me? I was like, how do you know me? How do you know the fuck I am? Like, I was, she says, your sister, she's been online putting homeless, like, missing person shit all over Sacramento for you. And it, and she's like, come, she's like, come here, I'll talk to you, like, I'm gonna help you out. Like, your sister's been online looking for you, at, like, are you okay? Like, what do you need? Do you need food? Do you need money? I was like, what the f-? I, I got, like, I, cause prior to this, I was homeless and I didn't have a phone for two months. No one knew I was even alive. My sister was going nuts thinking I had died. And she was online day in and day out, putting missing person, Facebook, she was on Facebook groups, homeless people in Sacramento groups, looking for me. And I didn't even know this. I was just like, ah, the world no one cares that I'm gone. I was about to become an assassin and start murdering people for money and just start a whole new second identity and kill my old self. I was literally faking my own death. So when I realized I had been found, like, I'm about to, so this lady is like, started, she calls my sister on Facebook, and she doesn't answer, so I leave her a video message, I leave my sister a video message on this lady's phone, like, hey, Melissa, I'm okay, I'm alive, and I, I want to go back, and I'm going to put this video up on YouTube, so everyone can see, like, this was the day, that what I look, I still pretty much look the same, I just looked, I definitely looked badass, I was fucking strong when I was homeless, because I was, I was being hunted by black gang members in Sacramento daily. 
So I had to be tough enough. I was working out every day hard. I was doing fucking push-ups and fucking doing weights and shit every day. I was shirtless all the time. It was, it was, that's also, it was one of those kind of things. And so that day I got found and it was all different from that day because I knew that I wasn't really missing anymore. I knew like that lady actually gave me an iPhone. She went and bought me service and everything. So I had a cell phone, not that exact day, but I think like the next day. And she, I knew that I was, I was found. I was, I was lost for two months and then I, I, now I had access to the internet again. And that is, I knew that everything was going to change. And, and it was a little sad because I knew I was not going to be homeless much longer. Cause that shit was fucking torture. That shit was kind of hellish. But I was ready for the ride until I was out of it. I was ready to just, cause I didn't knew that I didn't have a phone. I knew I didn't have my, I knew I was going to have to climb my way out of it. And then, but I just knew things were going to be different when I was found again. Because I just had a feeling like I'm just now I could maybe have resource versus none. And it did. It did change. But isn't that crazy? And that lady was a fucking Christian. Like a diehard Jesus. Like I actually went to a, a rally in downtown Sacramento with her. A Black Lives Matter protest with her. Because she was going to go and no one went with her while I was homeless. So I just literally went with her and then went back to being homeless that night. And she went home. But that's just the kind of person she was. She was a, she's an activist. Damn, I feel really fucking horrible for not remembering her name right now. It slips me. But it doesn't matter because I remember every conversation, every sentence I ever had with her. So that's really my point. But I would have hooked up with her too. Like, I would have fucking dug her out. No offense to anybody or her. But she was, because I told her, you know, because I'm a pretty attractive young lad. And she was not too bad. But she she was just going to save herself for marriage. From that point, she was a virgin again, born again, virgin. So I told her, well, yep, I'm never getting married. So it looks like we have no chance. But man, folks, that day was crazy because I she almost didn't say nothing to me. She almost was she she was like, I think that's Rico from the missing person things. But she's like, Nah, I'm not gonna bother that homeless guy walking with a fucking crossbow and a giant cart and a bike. But then when I stopped, said something to those fucking dogs, them annoying, obnoxious, loud ass dogs. It was the most. Yeah, that shit fucking is crazy to me because what the fuck. That shit is so random to me. I don't know. You guys take it out. That shit is so lucky. Because I was had no one. And I was ready. It was so awesome. But I thought I was going to be homeless for like a long, long time. So, yeah. So, so thank God. Thank Jesus for that. So, happy Easter. So, happy Easter. That's my little... Because Jesus, people... And they, they come in the clutch, man. I'll tell you that. I don't, I don't think that people who are Christians really are... I don't know what to say there, but they got something. They're, they're magical. And I'm, my father was describing to me that there's two types of people that can make it to heaven. So I must fall into the second kind because I told him, father, I'm not that bad a guy. Yes, hello, because I was I was a homeless man and I was collecting stuff and I had found a fully functional crossbow with red dots in a trash can that night. So I was walking back. I I was I, this lady had recognized me as I was walking by her house. I was on my route back to my tent with a, my shopping cart filled to the brim, overloaded with cans and goods. And a crossbow was on. My, I had the crossbow just on my back, strapped to my back. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Not gonna lie. 
that's I, i'm so glad i figured out that that hustle because that took me from being a very pathetic homeless person to being a bother homeless person i went from the bottom of the food chain to collecting and going out so that's the thing folks you can't sit there and suck your own thumb and be like oh oh uh, life sucks there you go get it baby fucking what did Lewin say Shit is deep as empty pockets, nigga. We come empty pockets before we got empty pockets, slime. This shit gets deep. So Merry, Merry Easter, everybody. And so, although I do not worship Jesus, I do appreciate his worshipers. And this is your day. So happy Easter to everybody. Rico Rocks 2020. Hope you guys enjoyed that story and that talk. As far as the new episodes coming out, what happened recently is podbean.com my main host they had took my account and put it off public and it was turned private so no one could access any episodes i thus had it returned and i went from 53 episodes to th- like 20 something and i'm because i didn't know why they which episode they disliked but i found out it was just like one so i deleted or not deleted but i unpublished many episodes i need to and I'm just releasing those like one a day. I'm re-releasing the episodes that I took off by mistake, but I'm not releasing all of them because some of them do. I have like I've skipped twenty nine point twenty one point nine nine nine. If anyone notices, like I'm I'm skipping some. Some of the nines are jumping out because they did not make the cut. I'm only re-releasing the really good ones. Anyone that I do not deem worth like, your complete attention, I, I'm even not even gonna do it. Even if they're really good or somewhat, but unless they're great, I'm only re-releasing the great ones because if you're a follower of Rico Rocks, you're getting nothing but the best, baby. My shit ain't no lame. You're not getting no dead air. You're not getting nothing bad. You're getting full episodes, good mental provokers. So I'm a thought-provoking pimp, baby. Well, thank you, Lightbright. She's my my little homegirl. She knows what's up. And you know what I'm saying, folks? That's what it is. I'm going to get on out of here. I'm going to cut this one nice and short. Thank you so much for listening. Episode 22 is going to come out shortly. And then I can get back to my regularly scheduled release episodes whenever I want. But if I mean, I'm really re-releasing these episodes. So you're still getting content. new to Pretty new content. Even though I re-released them. Now that I have more followers. A lot more people are probably going to be able to enjoy them. So you're still getting something as I'm, I'm working. But I'm glad about that at least. But I'm I'm back, baby, and the podcast is up, and Rico still fucking rocks, bitch. Penetrate your mind, hello, hello. I want a big shout out to hello as well, hello, bro, hello, baby. I will penetrate your mind so deep, you have never felt a penetration this deep, baby. Rico rocks our suicide podcast. Free your mind. Free your mind. Free your mind. <laughs>